Tonight I'm gonna have myself a real good time I feel alive And the world is turning inside out Yeah, I'm floating around in ecstasy Cause I'm having a good time, having a good time. I'm a Why do we sound so good? Because we're at Dead Aunt Thelma's studio and Mike Moore is engineering for us. Thanks, Dead Aunt Thelma's. Thanks, Mike. Hi, everybody. I'm Susanna Mars. Welcome to Adventures in Artslandia. Today, I am talking to Leah Kohlenberg, who is a member and actually the president of the board of the <laughs> Portland Open Studios. And we were just talking before we started about the fact that I often talk to performing artists, and it's so much fun to talk to somebody who is a visual artist. Yes. For, I, first of all, I would love for you to describe to everybody what's your medium. Uh, I'm a painter. Mm-hmm. Very sort of ordinary, boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, not boring, but, you know, right. sort of very straightforward. What I work, do you use? Um, I use oil, acrylic. Uh, I use use pastel and a watercolor, so I use them all, mm-hmm. not all on the same painting, mm-hmm. but I will switch between them. I tend to prefer oil these days, mm-hmm. um, but I'm actually doing a lot of pastel work, so it just kind of depends on the project, like what you know, what bring, what is, what needs to be brought out. Right. It's yeah. so interesting as we were talking uh, about the potential for elitism among the arts and you were talking about how much you believe that everyone should be making art. Right. I mean, that is the whole point of Portland Open Studios. So we, uh, we believe that like the community and artists should engage directly. Mm-hmm. And so everything we do is involved around that. Primarily our big event in October, we're open uh, two weekends in October. We jury in 100 artists uh, to open their studios and demonstrate their process. So we basically uh, print out a map uh, and get that out to people. And Mm -hmm. people go all over the city visiting artists and Mm -hmm. seeing and often trying out uh, different art techniques. Wow, that's incredible. It's actually mind-blowing. I mean, it sounds very simple, but... um, it's profound. Uh, oh, we have I imagine. A, we have a lot of people who walk in, and I have a lot of people who walk into my studio who think they can't do visual art. Mm-hmm. You know, they think they can't draw, they think they can't paint, and or that they that art is something you know, sort of for snooty people who have money or mm-hmm. something like that. And then they they're totally turned on by the process, mm-hmm. right? So right. that's what we're trying to do: is get people to see that this does have to do with them. And Uh, we were just talking the other day about the term creative expression versus art making and how there's certain words that help or dissuade people from believing that they can do it. So what do you think those words are? That's interesting. Uh, Well, when I think of, uh, well, classical painting, museum, Right. Uh, the types of things that are, are art gallery. Right. Art gallery sounds like wine. Right. You know, and, and it, it sounds stuffy. Right. It, well, it sounds <laughs> as though you need uh, someone to show you the door in. Right. Right. Um, or, and you don't know if the door's locked or what. Right. You have to have an invite in. Yes. Uh, then you have to know what you're doing. Right. You have to understand. I think there's two things going on there. And one is that 
there's so much that's being done with contemporary art, right? There's so many ways it can go. It can go abstract, representational, impressionist, you know, mm-hmm. yada, 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 mm-hmm. all, all of the deal. And so I think people, sort of the average person might think what they think is good is not Mm. is not valuable. Um, So, but that's actually not true. I mean, now, like, you know, art is a very personal process and there are a lot of artists and we want all artists to be finding the people who, you know, speak to them Mm -hmm. and who they speak to. Mm. So I think it's partly people don't trust their instincts Mm -hmm. and partly... Um, it's because they don't do it, mm. right? They mm-hmm. don't feel like they can do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, I, you know, most people think they can't draw. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I tell them, you know, I was a journalist until I was 33. I couldn't draw either. And then I started drawing one, no, I started painting one day and realized this was it. Like I had to do this, but I didn't know how to draw. So you said I started painting one day. Yeah. And just so started painting one day and was like, this you, is it. With a brush on a canvas? Yeah. You know, I was using, um, I had just bought a house and I had all these scrap wood and I had, yeah, like sort of a paintbrush and a bunch of different color paint. Mm-hmm. And I started like playing around with the paint and was completely enraptured with mm. that process and changed my entire life. Wow. But it was painful because I didn't know how to draw. How <laughs> didn't on know. earth? I mean, I'm just, it's so fantastic that you allowed yourself that gift. I think, Yes. Yeah, I guess I would say that. Although, you know, a gift like that is is a struggle as well. There's mm-hmm. always a struggle with it. So mm-hmm. there was a lot of struggle in the first couple of years, and it was confusing for me mm-hmm. to go from being, I think, kind of good at what I did mm-hmm. at down to being a, a, a learner and a beginner again. Mm-hmm. But it was fantastic. I mean, I'm glad I did it. It was of great. Of course. Yeah. And now it's your life's work. And now it's my life's work. And I spend a fair amount of time teaching. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in the studio as much as I can mm-hmm. making work, but I also feel that uh, other people should do it too. So now you're teaching in as your own personal studio? Yeah, I teach in my own studio and I teach, I actually do a corporate art program called Art at Work where I teach people in corporations how to draw. And since they're mostly out of state, mm-hmm. I work using Skype. So I teach them online. Yeah. Oh, the artistic process is such a fantastic (laughs) thing to share. I mean, any artistic, anybody who loves what they do and then you, well, this is how I go about solving this problem. Right. Of creating something that looks like a hand or whatever. Or how do you, and from the the performance side, and that's the big mystery to Mm. me, the thing I look at and just think is so magical, what you do, like Mm. how do you create this world? Mm. I know it's lots of people and a lot of things going on Mm -hmm. and a whole like zone Mm -hmm. that is just amazing to me. It's funny when you said that, what came to mind immediately was how do you create that world, which is what you put on pa- on paper. My right. dad and mom were both uh, artists, uh, not by trade, but they both painted a lot. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and I was always um, afraid of it personally. Sure. And then I remember every time my dad would come visit with the girls, he'd put something on the table and he'd say, "Now let's all sit down and draw it." Now, and I I remember toward the end of his life, really, I was coming into a place where I thought, "Oh, that is fun." And it's yeah. okay if it doesn't look like what I... It's fun. Well, and you can learn to make it look that way. And right. there's things you can be taught mm-hmm. that, like, just like we don't... We're not born knowing how to read, but we all have the capacity. Mm-hmm. And when we learn to read, when we're taught to read, mm-hmm. it opens all kinds of worlds. Doors, both right. Ex- right? externally and internally. Mm-hmm. It opens up all of these sort of thought processes in your brain, and then it 
uh, you know, out, uh, you know, externally as well. It mm-hmm. helps you see the world differently. Mm-hmm. And drawing is the same way. It just isn't taught. Right. And that's a sh- it's a shame because it's a skill like any other that right. really helps with intellectual processing. Right. And the minute you realize that it's a skill and that if we were to give that to young people early on, I know back in the day there were art classes. Yeah, and, that's right. And, you know, I know there are art classes still, but... It's not the same. It isn't. And there is something about that it kind of breaks down the wall that that nobody can do it except certain people because right. you're, you think, oh, no, actually, this is something I'm developing over time. and Right. And I'm learning to do it, right? right. You're not born learning to read. You're mm-hmm. not actually born learning how to speak. Mm-hmm. You're not born learning to do mathematical sums. Mm-hmm. You have to be taught those things. Mm-hmm. And there are processes for it. What's nice about what I like about what I would call the visual spatial, mm-hmm. which is how I create my world, mm-hmm. right? I'm, I'm, I'm working with a flat 2D surface, and I'm trying to create the illusion of of depth, mm-hmm. of volume, mm-hmm. of uh, something going on there, um, is that you have to, there's a little translating you have to do. Mm. Um, so when you're looking at a 3D object, you have to uh, perceive it in the way that you have to, when you're bringing it to a 2D surface, you know, there are things you have to know about what happens there. Mm. You can't just draw what you think you see. Oh, it's so amazing. Yeah. Come to the studio, Susanna. You oh, should I'm come going, in like- no question about it. <laughs> I mean, when I first heard about what you were doing, I thought this is incredible because I know, you know, you curate this experience for people to come. Right. And even that word, again, another word that's kind of, oh, curated. What does that, that mean? sounds fancy. <laughs> but which just means you look to an expert to help guide you through cool stuff. Right. Right. Or something along those lines. Right. And you look to, you know, this sort of a great example is we, uh, so at our our show last year, in between the two weekends, Mm -hmm. we were on the, one of the early morning news shows Mm -hmm. and the news anchor came in, it was like five in the morning to like one of my colleague's studios and was like, I don't like galleries. I'm a sports guy. I don't believe in you know, I, I don't, I just don't, but this sounded interesting to me. And then she proceeded to show him on TV how to do a encaustic piece, which oh. is working with wax and blow torches oh, and I taking like that piece. It's amazing. It's very muscular. It's cool. Yes. Kind of athletic. Yes. And he was like, you should, by the end of the hour and a half, he was like, I'm turning my basement into an encaustic studio. And so this is a guy who said he had no interest at all, really, in art. He oh. was kind of intrigued by the idea, but he didn't connect to it. Wow. And by within 20 minutes, put a blowtorch in his hand, and he's like, I'm in. You know, like, I'm in. I'm all in. I want to do this with my kids. I want to do this. So that's the level. That's kind of where we want to reach people. We're Mm -hmm. like, this is... This is about you. It's so fascinating because yeah. one of my favorite artists is Robert Rauschenberg. Yes. And I love... That's wonderful. I mean, there's so many wonderful artists who create work that is not what you think about when you think of going to see something in a museum or an art gallery. There are things right. that are they're actual... It's a story that comes to life. They are... Artists are asking you to participate in some level with the work. Right. And that is so exciting to me. It is interesting. And a little a little bit like like theater, except that you get to each have your own personal experience, right? Like mm-hmm. and I have found that over time. This is my this will be my fourth year doing open studios. Mm-hmm. And I love it. I, I actually don't really prefer the gallery event. I mm-hmm. always feel a little uncomfortable, you know, standing away from my materials, all dressed up, holding a glass of wine and answering, trying to answer questions about the work. But if I'm in my studio and I'm like, well, let me just show you, you know. Well, and that, that you know, way of stepping behind or being behind and dressing up is kind of speaking to the old world. That's right. Which was when you had to kowtow to 
people who would buy your goods. Right. And right. I guess it's still somewhat the same. Well, we still need to sell. Right. But the question is, do we have to ha- does it have to be so formal? Right. Uh, do people, I mean, I sold a painting last year. Uh, I was painting a, a, a picture of the St. John's Bridge. Mm. And this little boy, and I was just putting the sort of finishing touches on it, which involved glazing the piece, the mm. single color. And this little boy, who was like eight, was like, watching and I said come on over here and do this and he did like so he you know he did it like I showed him what to do he did it and then of course his mom was like we're buying that <laughs> you know right because he made because he helped make it right. so to me I guess maybe I'm like okay when I'm selling a piece I'm thinking I like it that it speaks to you but sometimes participate like, right well in that's the making of incredible it. story because not only you know are you you're opening the door for this young person to participate in your beautiful work. And you you were able to kind of put the ego down about, oh, yeah. this is my work. It's not really. I, most artists know, and you probably know this too in mm. performance, I'm imagining it's the same, that like, it's not a, it's, you're not really, if you're really in the zone, you're not, you're doing it, but you're, and yes, you're putting a lot of work in to get the technique down, to mm-hmm. get what you want. But ultimately, something else is happening. Mm-hmm. You're kind of being taken over by something. That's right. not about ownership or yours or mine or anything. All and, the great lessons. Right? Right, <laughs> right. And how to, how to know you're a part of a system that's alive. Right. So we have 100 artists um, out doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, second, the second and third weekends of October and people all day, it's like an art binge. You just mm-hmm. go around all day. It, people have snacks. They all have a different process. Mm-hmm. Everybody's, we have sculptors who do 100 feet, sculpt, you know, mm-hmm. statues. We've got ceramicists. We have um, glass makers. Mm-hmm. We have jewelers. Um, Are they all within a certain uh, area? They're all over the city. All so we go city. all the way down to West Lynn, mm-hmm. all the way over to Lake Oswego and Beaverton. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are all Oregonians. They're all Oregonians, mm-hmm. right. And you have to have a studio. Um, we're pretty flexible on a studio because mm-hmm. we're recognizing that a lot of people don't have a classic studio space. Mm-hmm. I'm quite lucky. In the last two years, I've had a garage that I could convert and paint it. Mm-hmm. But before that, I bounced around between my living room and then sharing a studio with someone. And, but, mm-hmm. you know, it went back and forth. And so we're like, if you need to turn your dining room into a, into a studio, that's totally fine. If oh, you want to share with a friend, do it. In fact, I share my studio with two other people, a oh. jeweler and a, and a, and a paint, another painter, mm-hmm. because it helps to have like people doing different things. Mm. And it's interesting. Oh yes. You know, I would for, bet. Yeah. I mean, it's even doing this podcast, hosting it, you know, every artist I speak to, I think, oh, that's it. Okay. That's inspiration. I could use that in the Babadook. Yeah. That's just how I think, you know, I just, it's so much fun to talk to other artists and see what they're doing. It is. It is. And I'm actually very excited about your show coming up oh, too. Thanks. It sounds like really cool. It sounds really cool. It is. It, it yeah. is. And I was just talking, actually, one of the interviews, another interview was with Jessica Wallenfels, who's a co-director of the piece and also a beautiful choreographer and and Yay. and just incorporating other pieces into the whole piece. You know, I guess that's what all artists do. You're just experimenting, trying, asking questions, solving problems. Right. The visual spatial problem, right? You're talking about how to move the bodies mm-hmm. through visual space. Mm-hmm. I'm dealing with how do I 
take this 3D realm and bring it in, or if I'm taking abstraction, how do I create volume and depth on a flat surface, Mm -hmm. you know, and a sculptor is thinking about how to sort of recreate three-dimensional form. What's important? What do you want to use? What elements do you want to, like, again, everybody's different. Right. Um, We do feel like one of the things uh, that we like about our show is that it's curated. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have three really powerful jurors this year. it's different every year. We always pick an artist, a gallerist, and a um, and a art educator. Oh, wonderful! And this year we've got R.V. Smith, mm-hmm. who I think is one of the master painters of our area. Mm. If you don't know him, check mm. him out. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donna Gardino, who built up Gardino Gallery in the north in uh, this in like uh, the Alberta area. Mm-hmm like 10 years ago, Mm -hmm. and uh, a guy named Victor Maldonado, who is a teacher at PNCA and represented by Froelich Gallery. He does kind of um, multimedia pieces, and a lot of it dealing with his childhood um, of being the son of migrant workers. Fascinating. So they're really great, and I imagine that they will take... So we never really know from year to year who's getting in, but we do know that these people are going to be looking for, is the artist expressing themselves, you know, sort of taking it to the full distance. Mm -hmm. Um, So we know that we can then turn around and offer that to people. Right, you're offering these incredible tour guides. Yeah, and say these are their picks. These Mm -hmm. are the top, Mm -hmm. right? Like Mm -hmm. not in a, like, you know, a hundred artists is a a big long list. It's not elitist. It's not, you know. But these are people who are like, you know, our jurors have found to like be really, you know, excited for their craft. Right, right. Following it through. Mm-hmm. One, the, an idea is one thing, but mm-hmm. like really kind of consistently carrying it out is, is also important to us. Mm-hmm. So, right. Having yeah. a place in the, the big novel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's amazing. I, what you're doing is so much fun. And I just love how you are educating and, and allowing people into the artistic process in that way. Yes. That is very, very important to all of us. Yeah. I have an 11 member board. Mm-hmm. Um, they're pure volunteers. Six of them are artists who will participate as well. Mm-hmm. So for all of, but for all of them, we're always thinking about that. How do we, um, create that experience for people. How do we get people to see that this is something, art is something that they can and should access, mm-hmm. particularly now. And you're in final applications now. We are. Mm-hmm. Uh, two more days, actually. Mm-hmm. So perhaps by the time this podcast comes out, You'll that be, will be, we'll be, past we'll be that done that. Point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's exciting, though, mm-hmm. because people can look at your website. But they can look at our website. And then what we're going to do this year, uh, which is a little different than past years, mm-hmm. we used to print a tour guide and make that available in new seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, um, we are ne- this year going to print our tour guide as an insert in Portland Monthly magazine. Oh. So the October issue will come out. You'll be able to buy the magazine, mm-hmm. um, pull out this map with all the hundred artists on it, mm-hmm. uh, and and we've also we're also developing a new phone app um, so that people can also use as a tour guide. Oh, so I they saw can, that. That looks so neat. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. And this year we're hoping to incorporate a calendar into the app so that. You can not only find these artists during the weekend, but you can also see what they're doing the rest of the year. Oh, how wonderful is that? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Start a relationship with an artist. That's exactly right. And then, you know, on your phone, be able to see, where's that person? What are are they, like, Mm. showing again? Or Mm. what are they going to be doing next? Right. Oh, that's fabulous. Yeah. Or what's happening on Saturday? (laughs) You know, like, whatever it is, like, you're kind of looking for in terms Hmm. of art. Yeah. I don't think most arts calendars go deep like that. Right. They don't. They don't. I mean, I have been showing for years and 
I rarely get listed in the Oregonian or Willamette mm. Week or right. The, well, the coverage is really just dwindling. Very more small, and more. right? And mm-hmm. not a blame. It's just yeah. like so. It's what it is? We think we have the opportunity to yeah let people have this continuing relationship with the artist that mm-hmm. continues after the tour, right? Or even before the tour. We're going to try and make the app available in June, so oh. you can buy it and start looking at what people are doing. Neat. Oh, that sounds fabulous. Yeah, yeah. So I have these four kooky questions I've been asking people this week. Got it. So here they are for you. If you could talk to Mother Nature, what would you say? <laughs> I'm sorry we're so stupid. <laughs> that seems to be the prevailing answer. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is there anything that I can do personally to make this better? To make it up to you, Mother. To do what can we do? And I'm sorry. Mostly just sorry. <laughs> Have you ever pretended to be someone else? Ah, uh, that's a really good question. I don't think I could. Mm-hmm. You know, I have fantasies about like acting on stage, uh-huh. but I don't think I could because I don't think I could get See, out now of my it's a own skill. Head. You can learn how to do it. Well, maybe, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> we can trade. I'll trade you. Let's do a trade. <laughs> to- you think I'm kidding, but uh, I'm totally I, You serious. think I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I would totally love to trade. I would. That'd um, be so much fun. So, no, you know, it's funny. I very often feel like um, uh, I, I have had a very lucky life, so I'm not... I've got to do what I wanted to do. Mm. And so I traveled a lot. I have lived other places. I've gotten to work in a couple of interesting careers. And so and now I get to do this, which mm. is just amazing. So I feel like like why like somebody else I can't really imagine. Yeah, I can't imagine. Mm. Yeah. That's neat. But maybe you can train me out of that. Yeah. <laughs> There's that. some skills. <laughs> if you could indulge in anything without consequence, what would it be? I would stay up 24 hours a day. Oh, that's a good one. And be able to just keep, like, working. I would take that extra. If I didn't need to sleep, I would be able to. I mean, I would take time to relax, but I would like to have an extra four or five hours. That's the thing about our, our work. Is right. I know. Oh my gosh, you work so much. I was like, well, I don't really think about it like that. I think, well, yeah. I'm doing this thing that I love. I'm in a room with mostly often people I love. Yeah. I want time. Yeah, you want time to express it. And I've got, I was just talking to a friend before I got here. We're, talk, we're kind of always talking about the different projects we're working on. Mm. And I've got three different ideas I'd really like to explore. Mm. And I could really use another five or eight hours a day to do that. I like it. So. <laughs> okay, here's the crazy last one. Got it. If you could be a fly on the wall anywhere, uh-huh. whose wall, what do you choose and why? I would like to be... Uh, that is, a, you know, there's so really many walls. Qu- there's so many walls. I mean, I'm thinking about like, there's 20 different artists whose studios I would like to be in. Some mm-hmm. here, some in New York, a, t- a couple in Berlin. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a guy, let's see, who's, I would like to be an RV Smith's, like oh. a fly in RV Smith's wall. Oh. I think it would be real. His process is really interesting mm-hmm. to me and I'd love to watch it. Um, I think of, um, of, uh, like Jasper Johns or yes, uh, well or Georgia O'Keeffe. Oh no! If like time had nothing to do, with oh it, yeah, I could time's go got back nothing to time. do. Yeah, you got a wall anytime. I have a great great aunt named Olive Rush who was a painter her whole life, and mm. she was very like influential in the Santa Fe art community. I'd love to go and watch her. Oh. She had an amazing life as a painter, and I would like to see her. Mm. Um, but there's like, I, I mean, there's so many. There's a guy named Christopher uh, Pugliacci who's mm. an amazing. Um, 
portrait artist mm. who teaches and paints in New York City. I'd love to watch him. Mm. Um, I mean, there's... That's a really good question. I love, like, Jackson Pollock, when I've seen... Uh, film and and interview, you know, of, so best way to get oh, to know. Yeah, just just to see how they are with the medium and the, with the work. And again, oh, there's this marvelous. Is it Kara Walker, who's making some incredible modern art? I think I saw yes. her stuff at the Whitney. Yes, and I mean, I love the Whitney in yeah. New York. I yeah. So being a fly, yes, yes. I mean, oh golly, it'd be fun to be a fly on the wall at the Whitney, watching everybody all the artists like, coming in to put their stuff in the. Uh, on display, oh, that'd be that cool, would be amazing. I, would like I mean, that. that's such a wide ranging question. I guess if you were a fly, you'd have to pick it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you could fly around, right? I'm so appreciative that you came in. Yeah, yeah, just a delight talking to you. Yeah, it's you, been really wonderful. Your love of your work is palpable, and I hope everybody will take a look online at Portland Open Studios and just see how you can engage in a way that's non technical. Right. Or technical. Like right. maybe you learn to do something. You right. learn to do things. I was thinking more about technology. Right, I didn't use right. the right word. Right. And it's just on. such a fun way to make. I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm there. Can we talk about, so then you and I need to talk about like the trade. trading lessons. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like it. Well, have okay. a great day. Thanks, Suzanne. Thanks, Leah. <laughs> Tonight I'm going to have myself a real good time. I feel alive And the world is turning inside out Yeah, I'm floating around in ecstasy So don't stop me now Stop me, cause I'm having a good time, having a good time.